we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, we do. T.I. Yo. This is a monumentous occasion. Yeah. Because August yeah. 19th, 2003, mm. uh, the, the, south, the South and hip hop shifted forever. Indubitably. When trap mm. music came out. Yeah. 20 years of trap music. God damn, we that old. Hip hop is 50 <laughs> and trap hell? music is 20. Lord you know have mercy. Wow. Yeah. How did that feel, man? Uh, feel like a, a a lot of hard work paying off mm -hmm. you know uh and also i think it it feel like um a lot of stories and experiences and lessons uh that 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 were shared by so many people you know what i'm saying like you know uh you you, you have to be relatable to to sustain for so long mm -hmm. so I, I mean i'm just happy to be able to speak for people who needed to be spoken for. Mm -hmm. When did you get the deal, right? Cause you, this is, Trap Music was actually your second album. Yeah. Serious was, was the, the first, first right? album. You was yeah. on the face, then you went to Atlantic. Mm -hmm. When did you actually sign the deal? Which deal? To go to Atlantic to put out Trap Music. Cause I, I'm asking that cause I remember you coming to Columbia, South Carolina, mm -hmm. Big DM, 101.3. I might've been doing 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. And it mm -hmm. was you and C-Rod <laughs> yep. and 
you had on a gray champion hoodie and you had white labels on 20, you had 24 on a white label CD. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I remember playing it off the CD like, man, it's hard. Yeah. It was, but I don't think you, I think you was in between deals at that point. I believe so, man. I think that was 2002. Yep. So yep. I think I, uh, I probably, I probably would have been, been work, we probably would have been working independently 2002 and uh, going into the deal with Atlantic like 2003. Mm. Yeah. Did they get it? Atlantic. Yeah, did they understand what you were trying to do? I mean, absolutely. I think um, the beauty of it is, is when when we actually came in into contact with Atlantic, we already had motion. Mm -hmm. Like we were already kind of moving around, as you as you just described, uh, getting our records played. Um, We had you know mixtapes that we were pushing around, circulating through the communities, and um, and we was you know we was we was on the road you know, working, doing shows consistently, like three, two to three times a week. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a, it was a no brainer by then. Now talk about how, how it, it, it changed Atlanta music, changed music around, around the world. Talk about that. Was mm-hmm. was that the mindset and why? Well, 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 I can't necessarily say we went into it with, with the, you know, with the definite intention of such, I think. Okay, so when the first album dropped, Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like what that did for us, it, it allowed us to collect data. You know what I mean? Because okay, so LaFace was dissolved, mm-hmm. um, and and LA he came up here to New York and, and took a seat as the president of, of Arista. Mm-hmm. Um, that left us at Atlanta. In Atlanta, you know, kind of like okay, what we do now? Uh, but what we what we realized was they they still left some you know a lot of resources and assets for us to use so we went to the storage unit got all those promotional use only cds Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we had about 20 boxes of those and all of the the snipes and you know the posters and the stickers and stuff took them got in the car got on the road flooded the auc with them fam you you know what i'm saying going to birmingham montgomery Columbia, South Carolina, Tennessee, you know what I mean? And, and what we found was everybody who heard it liked it. Mm-hmm. Everyone who heard I'm Serious fell in love with it. We just had to get more people to hear it. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is um, go to the mall on Saturday, go to the clubs, go to the college campuses, and I know it said promotional use only, but we were, we were selling them. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and so the deal was, I had a you know I had a little a little motto. I said, hey, listen, man, I'm gonna sit here with you and listen to it, and if you don't like it, I'm gonna give you your money back. So we'll roll one up, smoke. By the time we get through, about the second one, they're like, oh yeah, you hard. And I never had to get nobody money back. So we went through all those you know those hand to hand, FaceTime kind of acts. And the data we received was the, the the three songs that people responded to the oh, most. Oh, let me name them. Still, okay, Dope, go ahead. Dope Boys in the Trap. Mm. Do it, baby, stick it, baby. That was probably a close four. That was one. That was one in the clubs. Do it, baby, stick it, baby, and uh, Panty Popper. Panty Popper number one. You got two out of three. Okay, what's the third one? Uh, still ain't forgave myself. Still ain't forgave myself. Oh. Dope Boys in the Trap. Yeah. And uh, Panty Popper number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Do it, baby, was probably a close four. Mm-hmm. But so we learned that that was like you know. That was the vibes that they were responding to. That's what people were gravitating to on the album. So I, with that information, I said, okay, well, I could do a whole album worth of this and call it trap music. Mm-hmm. And so going into that next album, that's what we that's what we did. Oh, that makes sense. So that, that, that so something like Still Ain't Forgave Myself 
spawned what 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 records for trap music? Uh, I still love you. I still love you. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes yeah. all the sense in the world. All right. So after 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 I'm serious, what do you think went wrong with I'm serious? If anything, um, I think it was I I, I dropped within a a, a transitional period. Mm-hmm. I believe. Um, you know. LaFace was a, a institution of culture, like a real uh, uh, a musician's university. Mm-hmm. So, and it was in Atlanta, you know what I mean? So it, it was real boutique. You know, mm-hmm. you could go in there and, and, and have, a, have a conversation with LA about um, needing more money for your budget on a video, needing to get, you know, more spins on your record. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just things that, that artists need to communicate with mm-hmm. their label about on a, on a regular. You could actually go in there and talk straight to the decision maker, you know, without any interference or, or no no red tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and when that transition happened and everything was in New York now, that was, you know, a bit more of a commute. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure L.A. was in a position where, you know, he went from, being the boss and, and really answering to no one, to now he he he's in a position where he got he got to put up numbers and, and answer to people, you know, to uh, justify his position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the first thing he looking to do is I'm sure go to the guaranteed hit makers that he already had. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Outkast, Outkast was on deck, uh, Tony Braxton, Usher, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Um, so. You know this new kid. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, sure, sure. And let's let's get to the numbers. And I understand that. You know, uh, at the time, not so much. But I appreciate I appreciate that because the lesson I took from it. You know, we we had it gone the way we anticipated, mm-hmm. the way we wanted to. I don't think we would have. You know, uh, uh, been the businessman and, and, and gained the the independence that we did. I, that was it really difficult because at that time I know New York was heavy, right? That's when DMX was out at that time. Sure, I think uh, Ja Rule, 50, whole, 50 was yeah. smoking. Was Fifty was smoking in two thousand one? Yeah, 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 that's yeah, when yeah. all the G Unit mixtapes stuff yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah, the album yeah. came out old too. But Rockefeller was real big at that time. Was right. that very difficult to break in during that time? No, I don't think so. I think the the South's advantage was always we could do numbers on just in the South. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of course, what we needed, you know, what we needed to to broaden our, our reach to New York for was more like visibility. But once you became known and 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 sought after in the South, and then the mid the Midwest right there. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, you got artists like you know Ghetto Boys, UGK. You know what I mean? Like Eight Ball, MJG. Mm-hmm. You know, certain people that, that just did numbers only. Focusing on the South, uh, so I, I I never felt you know that it would it would have been difficult to 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 really make a dent. I just knew, you know, in order to kind of like you know get MTV or get covers of the source or you know what I'm saying stuff like that. That's what we kind of needed New York for. And what made you do that? Cause cause back then, doing the clubs in New York, a lot of Southern artists you wouldn't see. Like a lot of those mm. artists that you just named, I've never seen in the club, but I right. would see you in the club. Right. Uh, years later, I would see like your Jeezy's in the club, but what yeah. made you say, nah, I gotta attack everywhere and, and, and attack every club and nah. attack every street? Well, that, was, that, that, that wasn't a, that wasn't a str- I mean, I, I never really made a conscious effort to do anything. I just, I just 
I just went and reached the people wherever we was at. You know what I mean? Like if mm -hmm. we had meetings in New York and there's a club going on in New York, I I, I don't have, uh, I I I have a familiarity with the city. I got a dual citizenship. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I come up here and move around, uh, you know, effortlessly. I ain't really, I wasn't really tripping off of it. Cause your but, father from here, right? Well, he moved here, yeah. you know what I mean? He he from he from Atlanta, but he moved here when he was like 20, mm -hmm. in the 50s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he uh, had been up here all my life mm -hmm. yeah, until he passed. You know, man, the reason I love this conversation, because, you know, the older we get, we really got to start preserving culture and start mm -hmm. really putting the proper narratives out there. Mm -hmm. Trap music is so important, and it's one of the reasons I got you on the Mount Rushmore, the South period, because man. there was no, People was using the term trap, right. but not to say this is trap music before right. trap music. When it comes to people like, you know, uh, drama and just the way even Jeezy did the mixtape thing, you did that yeah, prior. I mean, you know, I had I had some uh, I had I mean I I I laid some some fundamental work. Yeah, in the streets, you know, volume one through one what through three one through three. <laughs> yeah, you know, and there is no Jeezy, there's no Gucci, there's no Future, there's there's not that shift in Atlanta sound without T.I. and trap music. And I think that I mean, needs to be stated. That's, that's, you know, I'm humbled by that. Mm -hmm. I'm humbled by that. I mean, I think, man, you know, everybody plays a part and, and has a position. Um, and and I just did my part, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I had no idea that what I was doing would mean so much to so many, or uh, so many people uh, would, would be able to relate and, and and correspond with their own contributions that would reach the masses and, and turn into what it's turned into today. It's a, it's just you know it's just a blessing to be you know to to be a piece of such a magnificent machine. Do you think you're the first to to do what we know as trap music, or the first to label it as trap music? I mean, well, definitely the first to label it as trap music, and of course we've all heard you know songs about drugs and drug dealers, but you know, with the with the extra special attention to the details of the nuances, I think, you know, that's kinda I give you an example. You've heard about you've heard records about uh rappers rapping about being hitmen or carrying out homicides or so on and so mm -hmm. forth. But we have never heard like the attention to detail of the nuances the way we did when Scarface said, never seen a man cry till I, I seen a man, man die. die. Right. Like that, like getting into like, you know, going scratching beneath the surface mm -hmm. and, and, you know, uh, uh, lifting up layers mm -hmm. uh, to find out like what's in the heart and the mindset and, and, you know, what level of consciousness are these people on when they making these decisions and how does it affect them and their families? You know what I'm saying? Like all of those things uh, I don't think, you know, with with the extra special attention to detail, I don't think it has been kind of presented that way. I was going to ask, you know, why did you see it so as important to make sure people knew about it, right? Because, you know, 50 Years of Hip Hop was a couple of days ago, and there's so many people that don't know about hip hop, how it was created, where it was created, or anything like that, how the first sound, the first group to go platinum, and the first mm. group to be on the top 40. But you thought about this years ago, which is probably why you created the Trap Museum, where people can actually see the history of what it is and they can actually know the knowledge. Why did you see that so early for people to to make sure they have that knowledge, they understand it, they know? I mean, well, a few things. So 
one, we were, we were, uh, <laughs> my man Mayno. Mm -hmm. Hey, for what we was, uh, we was, we was brainstorming and collaborating on ideas uh, of how to celebrate the 15th year anniversary of trap music. And, um, you know, we wanted to do something different, not just a show we perform and this, that, and the other. We wanted to really, really commemorate it with something substantial. Uh, and and one of the, uh, you know, one of the over-the-top ambitious ideas in the room was, was a museum, a trap music museum. And I love the name. It just has sort of a ring to it. But I, I couldn't wrap my mind around because when I'm thinking of museum, I'm thinking of Smithsonian. Correct. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm thinking something a lot more grandiose. And uh, then I started looking at other types of museums. You know, they had these pop-up museums. Mm -hmm. that, you know, they might just go to a storefront and do a pop-up museum. Mm -hmm. And um, and so at that point, simultaneously, I was also acquiring commercial real estate in mm -hmm. the city. So I just bought this building. I didn't know what to do with it. I was going. It was so so. I bought it because it was so close to the stadium, uh, the the Mercedes Benz Dome, mm -hmm. and the, the Super Bowl was coming. And I figured, okay, we could use this building, probably lease it out to ESPN, Fox Sports, NFL, something like that. Get some quick money. Uh, but then, as I started walking around, and I was like, nah, you know what? This could be a museum. And you know, I think that's kind of when it came to life. When I when I heard the idea, and I dismissed it, I was like, ah, that'll never happen. Then I I I walked in the building after I had just bought it, and the idea was just in my head, and I was walking around, kind of envisioning, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, we could. And and I think that's the and and also, it was around the time where there was a lot of questions and a lot of you know speculation floating around in the air about who did and didn't you know have you know the the a hand in creating trap music who who was and wasn't responsible mm -hmm. so i felt like it was a teachable moment mm -hmm. uh and you know ain't nothing like hey only a fool disputes facts mm. that's another thing you was early on real estate it was a new, a new mm. finish, new, mm -hmm. yeah, called new, new finish, finish, right? And I just know that from hearing it in your raps. And I remember it was a, it was something you did on MTV one time when you were showing people when I all them around, yeah. the hood and showed the houses and whatnot. Yeah. How yeah. did you know that you wanted to invest in Atlanta way back then? Ah, uh, man. To be honest, man, in Atlanta, you know, the 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 one thing that we have, I feel like that probably sets us apart from a lot of cities. Is, is examples of entrepreneurship mm -hmm. in our communities. Mm -hmm. Not just famous people, not just rich people, mm -hmm. but we have examples of entrepreneurship and how to uh, take uh, uh, take funds. Uh, instead of, most people say, okay, you put this much in your checking, this much in your savings, mm -hmm. and well, the money they pulled to go into savings, we go put in, we, we buy a house and flip that house and take the profits and do some more stuff with it. And, mm -hmm. You know what I mean, and you know we we learn from people like uh, Cue Ball. We learn from people like Cherry, uh, my pops, his brothers, mm -hmm. my uncles. You know, Derek Dials. There's so many people in the community mm -hmm. that you know um, just laid the fundamental groundwork of, of 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 what to do when you get the money. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean, um, and. Uh, 
when I first got my piece of paper, my my my, my first piece of paper, my uncle, he was getting out of prison, and you know he just hit me up for forty thousand. I ain't have but sixty, you know. But uh, he was just coming home, and you know I I didn't even think about it. I gave it to him. Just gave it to him to give it, or he was going to invest in his own? Well, he just asked for it. Eh. He didn't tell. He just asked. so I gave it to him, and uh, I went and took the rest and did what I needed to do um, for myself. And then, like I say, maybe four to six months later, he took me to a house I used to sell dope out of, and you know, I looked at it. I was like, "Damn, they got off. The, they got off the dope." <laughs> and, he, and he was like, man, nah, nah, they ain't in there no more. I bought that house with that money you gave me, and we, we, uh, this is what we did. You know what I mean? We renovated it, sold it, and that's a family living in there. Mm -hmm. uh, and it made me feel good. And he said, well, now I can give you your money back. And I reached for it. He said, or <laughs> we, <laughs> we can get another house, you know. And he said, I might be able to get two houses now. So we got two houses after that. And then we started doing duplexes, triplexes. And before you know it, we had them built 100 houses. Wow. Damn. Yeah, wow. before the crash of the market. The thing is, though, after I seen that house, you know, it was renovated and the family was in there, came back maybe, I guess, maybe 10 to 16 months later, and the house was back, dilapidated, ran down again. Mm -hmm. I said, man, we're going to we gonna have to work faster than this. So I mean that's you know that's what got me into uh, commercial real estate, multifamilies, and so on and so forth. Is is it hard uh, to celebrate the twenty year anniversary of trap music without having two pillars around you like Phil and, and like Clay? I mean, it's 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 hard not to celebrate it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you know all the work we put in and everything that 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 we that we that we hustle for and fought for, uh, you know, is commemorated with with the celebration of trap music. Mm -hmm. They'll be memorialized with the celebration. Mm -hmm. Let's let's go through some of the songs, man. I just want to know when when I say these songs, I want to know what you think from the album. I can't quit. What was your mind state when you recorded that? Mm, I wrote that song. I think I wrote that song. Uh, like around the time that I left, uh, that I that I that I left Arista, you know what I mean? Um, and you know, it was I was really, you know, just just speaking to myself. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, Sometimes, you know, bravado was just self reassurance. Mm -hmm. You dig? So I would, you know, I was just putting all the the, the proper energy in, in my um, my self talk, you did, mm -hmm. and I think I think it 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 was delivered as a as a a, a masterful message. What about uh, no more talk, no more talk. Well, that I think, man. Um, if I'm not mistaken, there was a lot of I was watching like some conspiracy. I was I was watching some conspiracy documentaries and reading. I was also reading Behold the Pale Horse at the time, oh, yeah. and you know what I'm saying. I was you know, just just sharing some knowledge that I gathered for myself. Mm -hmm. And it was a dope-ass beat, you know what I mean? What's your favorite song on trap music? Man, it's hard to pick favorites. I say at the very top of the list, though, uh, we'll have to be uh, just doing my job. Doing my job. What was your mind state when you was doing that one? Man, um, man, Kanye. Yeah, uh, I want to break down, because you got 
You got a lot of producers on that. Kanye produced that one, of yeah, course. Kanye you got a lot of classics on there. That's why I keep telling y'all stop playing with him when y'all be mentioning these New York artists in the verses against Tip. Okay, I mean, Tip will embarrass a lot of these people. We haven't talked Badly. about the verses. We I talked know, about I just him in Boston, that but we just there. said that didn't fit. I'm just saying, but yeah, go ahead. I mean, uh, oh, and uh, I went to the show last night. Did you go to the show last Boston night? Boston 50, yeah, it was dope. It was yeah. dope, yeah. Um, but I think that the mind state with uh, just doing my job, so he already had the 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 beat with the with the hook playing, mm -hmm. and just doing my job to me it immediately took me back to when I was trapping in apartments. Me and my partners like we did. None of us live in these apartments. We mm -hmm. just come here to conduct our business. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the the tenants of the apartments, you know, a lot of them were very cool with us. You know, majority, but you had about four or five that'll walk by and they'll just look at us like with a side eye, we'll speak, they wouldn't speak back, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and they just had a, a disdain for us. And you know, I kinda could understand, but at the same time, I was like, you know, if you just really got to, got to know, you know, any of us and, and had a conversation, you would probably realize that we ain't no different from your nephews, or your brother, your mm -hmm. little brothers, or, or sons, and so on and so forth. Um, we just find ourselves in, in, in extreme, extremely dire circumstances, and you know all we trying to do is find a way out. Mm -hmm. And I just never, I never got a chance to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And I felt like there were other people in my position that probably felt the same way, and they would probably, you know, uh, benefit from the conversation as well. Uh, and the beat felt perfect, you know, for for the for for the delivery of dialogue. How was it working with a with a young Kanye back then? Kanye was cool to hell, man. I ain't even gonna cap. Uh, Kanye was he was. How can I say? Like like. He was more conversational. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he 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 read the room a lot better. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. it feel like yeah, you know, it feel like yeah, you know, he got to a point where he just stopped reading the room and just gave everything everywhere. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, but he was he was very excited. That was the first time he played like uh, through the wire and 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 Jesus walks and mm -hmm. all falls down. So he played all those records for us, and he was just so excited playing it. Like, oh, now this one, this one gonna. This is what we're gonna do with this one. Mm -hmm. And you know, and I'm listening, and when I heard Jesus walk, I say, man, he gonna do either do very well or extremely bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know Why, because of the religious aspect to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, obviously the former rather than the latter. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I just felt like, you know, man, religion and corporations don't tend to mix. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, he 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 put it, he he put his mix on it and it and it went there. Uh, that's also we took Kanye to uh, Body Tap. Lord have mercy. Mm -hmm. We took Kanye to Body Tap, man. And he lost his mind? He ain't never seen nothing like it. <laughs> he ain't never seen nothing like it. I was gonna ask, with all those producers, with, with Toomp and, and David Banner, yeah. break down some Jazzy Faye, break down some working with some of those producers at that time. With DJ Toomp, man, that's, you know, that's 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 my, my that's mentor. That's your Dr. Dre. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Dr. Dre to your Snoop. That's definitely that's definitely my mentor, and you know most of the beats that I got from Toomp, I got from my this I they came straight out of hell, cause uh, Toomp used to cut my hair, 
And so I go get a haircut and he'll be having beats playing at uh That's the best way to do it. You stuck in the chair for an hour, you're gonna listen to these beats for the next hour. Well nah, he wasn't really playing the beats for me. You know, he was making beats. And you know, like you know how he might he 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 would be working on a beat. I come to the door, he'll come answer the door, the beat still playing. And while he cutting my hair, you know, the beat just still playing. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I remember that's how I heard Twenty Four, and uh, and Be Easy too. And, and you know, I was like, "Hey man, what's that?" And he'll say, "Man, that ain't finished." I say, "Yeah, they'll get to me." Mm -hmm. And I take it, and you know, I whip it up the next day, and you know, the rest was history. You know what? Uh, you put your flag down too on that album as the King of the South. Yeah, that was on the first album actually. Actually, the first time I even mentioned or. or, or Made 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 uh made mention of the moniker was uh the song with me and Beanie Siegel two Glock nines on the Shaft soundtrack. Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, and you know it never really, it never really uh, it wasn't as personal to me. It didn't mean anything for real mm -hmm. until people started saying I couldn't say it. Mm. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know that's uh. But nobody had said it before. Exactly. So mm -hmm. it's like somebody, nobody ever laid claim to this beautiful region. That's <laughs> you right. know what mm -hmm. I mean? That we call the South. Yeah, that's that. I mean, you know what? That's what that's what brought about. Uh, that's what brought about the 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 epiphany that, that that came was when when I was listening to I believe Mystical's album. Mm -hmm. He's called himself the Prince of the South. So I looked at KP. I say, if he's the Prince, who's the King? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we just had like that, a, a silence as we both were thinking. Then we both looked at each other and he said, I bet you won't. I said, the hell I won't. <laughs> was there a debate in the studio about who actually was at the moment? Mm-mm, mm-mm. It was a debate about who would actually have a problem with it being said. Yeah. You know what I mean, but nah. Did wasn't. you know everybody was gonna have a problem with it at one time? Yeah. Oh, you knew it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it, that, man, that intrigued me. You know what I'm saying? Because I, 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 I always felt like, well, first of all, in my heart of hearts, I just didn't want it to be somebody that I really respected. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I didn't want, I didn't want to offend. Scarface. People. Yeah, you know, Outkast, mm -hmm. Goody Mob, UGK, mm -hmm. A-Ball, MJG, you know, Luke and Two Live Crew. I didn't want to like offend people who I actually had an affinity for, mm -hmm. but anybody in my class, I wanted, I wanted all the smoke, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I had conversations with, you know, my, my, my predecessors. Mm -hmm. You know, I spoke to Big and Dre from Outkast. I spoke mm -hmm. to Face. I spoke to Bun. I spoke to Ball and G. You know what I mean, everybody who I had access to, um, I spoke to them. And you know, and all the OGs told me the same thing, man. Do that shit. Uh, now, now, you know, I think Dre said something like, "What does it really mean to be king?" <laughs> 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 you know, uh, Face was like, "Man, I don't want to be king. You can have that shit, bro." And um, Big, Big, Big said, "Well, you know, now it sounds like some cool shit to say, but to be king, put a bullseye on you, you know." The object of the, of the game of chess is, is to kill the king, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is where I got the title for my last album, by mm -hmm. the way. And, and he said, you can't be looking for no fables. I said, well, sh but you ain't got a problem with it, though, right? And shit, I went on, did my thing from there. That was all I needed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And also too, uh, you had the song Ti versus Tip on that album, which mm. is you know that that's that's like a lot of what's the word uh for, what's the word foreboding? No, not foreboding. Come on, you the vocabulary guy. What's um, the word? Uh, I don't know what you're trying yeah, to describe. Yeah, we don't even know where you're going. Foreboding. You, that, you came huh? out with an album later called Ti versus Tip. Uh, foreshadowing, 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 prophesizing. Yeah, 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 yeah. What the hell is foreboding? I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I didn't know what that is. You get around T.I., you start you pulling out a word. I thought he was talking but, about motorboat. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know what you Floorboat. I'm going to let you figure it out, bro. <laughs> but you knew back then there was a duality. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, well, to be honest with you, there was a, a conflicting nature in the world I was leaving and the world... I was entering mm -hmm. and what I had learned and how, how I had learned to carry myself and, 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 and treat situations in the, the, the world I was exiting and the way I had to learn to, to carry myself in the world I was entering. So a lot of times those things contrasted and a lot of times they were conflicting and a lot of times I was torn, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? A lot of times, you know, to there's some things that I would have to do coming into this world, and I feel like, man, this is the exact opposite of what I learned, you know, in 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 my teachings. Mm -hmm. But I, I I I I caught on fast that the things I was taught, mm -hmm. I had acquired, you know sets of skills that, that, that I would no longer be able to use, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, and so that 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 calls for a, a, a duality or a juxtaposition mm -hmm. um, that I think that it, it, it that narrative, it makes for great conversation mm -hmm. and and great dialogue on, in music. I don't feel like you, you, you learned that lesson around trap music though. It took a while for it to really uh, uh, I would, that, that, but that, that, that's the beginning of the lesson. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Got you. Yeah. Got you. How how's the stand up comedy going, man? It's going good, man. It's going good. Uh you know, we selling that we just sold that uh I think it's Jacksonville Comedy Zone for what is it, two four six shows. Mm -hmm. Um we going to uh Helium in in, in Philly. Mm -hmm. Gonna be in Philly uh Doing some more comedy. We um got offers for tours. Um, you did Comic View, right? Somebody... Oh yeah, just yeah, did Comic yeah. View. Yeah, in in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm enjoying it, bro. Mm -hmm. It's it's a, a high level of peace. It ain't the same doing it without Clay, but it's it's you know it's still it's still dope. Mm -hmm. Have you um have you dealt with with that with the with the loss of Clay? What you mean? Just in like as far as grieving, like well. I mean, the question becomes like, you know, when do you really completely finish grieving? Yeah, yeah especially with somebody like that who's yeah, you know, right had day to day man. interaction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, when do you really like? When do you say it's over? When do you right. say okay, it's complete? I feel like that's a, a an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. It's like you probably reach for your phone, probably yep. certain things pop up. Like, man, somebody called Clay, and you like, oh, yeah, shit. I've done that several times. Damn, you know, but you you um. You you just try to remember as much as you learn from that person. Remember as many memories as you can of time shared with that person, um, and and remember the the things that you all intended to do together. And you got to be very intentional about carrying those things. Mm -hmm. I, one of the things, um, so you know, Clay and I, we out, man, all of us, 
but he and I, especially, we 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 had a pack, and it was who whoever died first, <laughs> they would get in front of 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 the 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 church over the casket, and say the upper, upper room, room. <laughs> and that's and that's what I did. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and and I think how did that go over? Because I saw I saw I saw everybody in the circle knew and laughed. Yeah, like the rest of the church was like, "What?" <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> but now, nah, man, I think you know. But that how we was, man. You know, our sense of humor, we kind of laughed our way. I remember, like when Phil, when Phil had uh got when they just announced he he had passed, and um. You know, me and Clay, you know, we was um we was joking, you know, we was like laughing about you know, just how he, you know, he was he was probably looking at us right now. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um now, now I think we say, Yeah, he probably in the room right now. You been that you been that cry. You been that mm-hmm. cry straighten up. Mm-hmm. And we were, you know, we started laughing. And I think once you have experienced so many tragic moments mm-hmm. you know you got to find some humor to 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 deliver yourself some form of peace mm-hmm. and that's what we always did so you know in his honor we're gonna continue to do that i was wondering if the psc collective i guess you call it a reunion i was, I was, <laughs> I was wondering if y'all coming together to do a new album i was wondering if that was because of clay's passing or were y'all working on that before nah man it was really man to be honest with you bro dj holiday man Salute to uh, Holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, DJ Holiday came to me and he asked me about doing a PSC show mm-hmm. um, to commemorate an anniversary of 25 to life. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was like, man, I don't think, I don't think nobody want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I see. Um, then I started, you know, I just kind of put it in the group chat that we got, and. Um, you know, just slowly, everybody just start saying, "Well, I, I don't know. You know, we'll see, perhaps." And then it came around like that. You know, Dro had, had really, really like did a, a, a transformation of himself, mm-hmm. um, and and that made everyone feel good. Everybody was proud of that, and um, and I think that probably was the. The, the key component mm-hmm. that made everybody say, you know what, let's do let's it. Let's try this again. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's been going well. You know, we got a lot of dope music. Everything is um, everything coming together. Y'all gonna put out it in the streets? So it's gonna be an album. I or? think so. Drummer said he wanted to do it. He wanted to do a gangster grill. So I believe mm. it. I think it would be an in the street. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, now, how are you with your your, your sons doing music? Yeah. Do, do, do they want to hear Dad's game, or do they just want to figure it out on their own? I mean, man, it's different different decisions for different situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they listen to me, but they may not put it into action immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they still stubbornly try it their way. Just like daddy. <laughs> well, I, I ain't had nobody telling me nothing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That was a little different. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think anybody that was around me, especially at their age, could show me how to do what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I probably wouldn't have listened anyway. Um, I feel like you, if you, a song like Be Better Than Me, that was for them even back then. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. I think that um, they do the best they can. 
and I think they get better at it as the years go on, mm-hmm. you know, because I listen to the money. Some of his songs, things that I had told him, I thought he wasn't listening at all. And mm-hmm. I hear hearing the music. Yeah, yeah, I hear it in the hear it in the music. And I, you know, that 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 puts me at peace and let me know, okay, so he he can hear. Right. You know. We had Boosie up here and he said that you guys spoke. We were grateful for that. You guys yeah. been partners for a long time. Yeah, we spoke, man. We spoke. Uh I mean, man, I don't to be honest with you, bro, I don't take much personal. You know what I mean? I don't really take a whole lot personal and I think that's the reason why, you know, like a lot of stuff just ain't important to me. You dig? Like in the moment, if I consume myself with it, you know, it, I have some some momentary reaction. But like when I really like just, how can I say? When I meditate on it and like really, really get, get off the phone and get into my real life, mm-hmm. it dissipates. They don't have any any true value at mm-hmm. all, you know. And there there are no stakes, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. There is no consequence, mm-hmm. so it shouldn't really be no emotion behind it. Uh, however, you know, once we did talking, I shared with him, you know what I'm saying, with the 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 validity of the facts. Um, you know, I think. I think he kind of he he kind of um, reached his own conclusion, and you know that was really enough for me. I wasn't tripping off of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel, I feel like you've disconnected from the social media the way you you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that intentional? A semi. Mm-hmm. Um, so my phone broke, man. My phone <laughs> broke, and uh, <laughs> I was without a phone for about you know two and a half. Three. Okay, so first my phone broke, and you know, if your phone break like around, it broke like six six thirty. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't no, it wasn't no phone. No, no stores, stores open. open. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had to wait, and then the next day I had to go to Canada, so I couldn't get a phone in. And uh, I believe then I had a phone, but I had to go to Anguilla. So I got, so I had a new phone, but I needed my old phone to get the chip out of it. So I had like two weeks without a phone. And you liked it. Yeah, by the time I got back, I had a phone. Then I seen like, you know what I'm saying? It uh when I go to So this is my new phone. When I go to uh Instagram, it don't Oh, got you, got you, got you, got you. Got so you. I got to go through the trouble of fixing it and getting in it and I don't I ain't gonna do that. So I'm just, you know, I'm just living with what's around me at the time. I gotcha. love me some damn Anguilla, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they told me I stayed right there where you stayed. You know what else is crazy? Yeah. I, when, when was this? This was July 14th through the 20th. Oh, this year? Yeah. Oh, I just left. I know, I told you that. I left on the 10th. You he just said it three times. You know what's crazy, though? Also this year, I was in St. Lucia. And this okay. dude, one of the car services me and my wife got in, it said Grand Hustle on the back. Yeah. And I said, man, Tip would love this. He said, I just dropped dropped him off. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what? Or the day before? We island hopping. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but the spot you stayed at, man, uh, it was it was, uh, it was was already gone. I had to get the one behind you. Man, let's buy it. Let's do it. I'm dead serious. All right. You know it's for sale. I, no, I didn't. They didn't share yes. that with me. They didn't share <laughs> yes. that with me. I wanted. I just need somebody to do it. <laughs> you want to buy? You talking about the one that you was in? The one, in the, the one, either the one. one they the same thing. It's just one up. We talking about quite, that up there. Not quite. Not quite. No, because the one of them got a master bedroom. 
Now, but I mean, all of them have a master bedroom. I'm talking about yours. The one you was in, it, it's more. Um, the architecture is much different. They the changed aesthetics. it a little bit. It's and, a little traditional, a little more, a little more uh, family style. Yeah, and and the, but the second floor got a got a whole master bedroom. The one, yeah. the one in the other one, all the rooms are individual. This one got a big, like you know, they knocked out a wall and they yeah, combined you know, two rooms. And, and, and the, the slide. Somebody gonna listen to this and buy it in front of y'all. They don't know open, what we talking about. They, the, they do. No, they they don't. talk about it. No, they, they don't. don't. They go there and be like, "What's the house that Sean made?" They don't know what we talking about. They don't know what we talking about. Twenty years. We had a blast, man. Twenty years of trap music, man. We appreciate you so much, brother. Nah, thank y'all. No, I really, we really got to start preserving history, man. And the fifty years of hip hop made me think about that. But you know, just also what I saw them do with Hove, with with the Book of Hove, and I just feel like there's so many false narratives online. And people trying to rewrite history. It's like, yo, we really got to let people know who started Absolutely. what. Absolutely, yeah, you know, true. who's the foundation of a lot of this stuff that we love called in, in this culture called hip hop. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. And how long y'all been doing? How long has uh, Breakfast Club been been in existence? Thirteen years. Thirteen years. Thirteen years. 13 this year. Years. So what's y'all what's y'all anniversary date? December. 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 What? Going on fourteen. December who? 21st December twenty first. Yeah. Yeah. Man, right around Christmas time. Right around Christmas time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you so got something what, in mind? What y'all do to celebrate? Nothing. No. <laughs> 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 Nothing. We've been thinking about some stuff though. We want to do something called the Young OG Ball. Yeah. Okay. What, know, would that, what would that consist of? It's a bunch of people our age who get together to have some good grown folks fun. You know okay. What I mean? Like a big party where people dress up, like like really put it on. Man, I know that this may be a little overplayed. Uh, it may sound somewhat cliche, but to commemorate the Breakfast Club, I'm thinking a dope ass brunch. I'm with it. That'd be dope. Why a not? A dope ass brunch. The bre- the Breakfast Club. Or you know what? Now it. we now Hannah, she to Hannah. <laughs> she she now Hannah had this was before you guys. Mm-hmm. Hannah had a party that she did for me every year for my birthday. And it was basically uh We'll go out, you know, and we'll do like the invitation only thing. Then we'll go to, you know, Magic City or something like that. And after that, she'll like get a, a presidential suite and put brunch tables in it. Mm-hmm. And from like 3.30 in the morning to noon, we'll have brunch mm-hmm. and, and it'll be called the Breakfast Club. That's dope. You know what I mean, Hannah? Let's do so it. So maybe you know y'all oh. contact Hannah and see if she can you know re, re reinstall the Breakfast Club. But you know what I wanted to do too. Uh, for my caution, what I do is I recreate the room. Okay, and this pe- room, this room. Okay, with the chairs and the background, and, yeah, and people dope. love taking pictures. So um, I wanted to do something like that where people can actually come and do their own Breakfast Club thing. You know, whether That's they dope. tape it or something like that. I mean. Yeah, we ain't part of trap, but we would love to do like a little, maybe like a little section in the trap music. We didn't have mad trap love, artists on there. I would love, I would love to have y'all. You know, we are, we got, uh, they do, um, um, uh, big bank, big facts. Mm-hmm. They do big facts uh, at the at the trap music museum. Mm-hmm. But I think that we could find. As a matter of fact, that y'all just gave me a, another great idea. You own real estate. Mm-hmm. When one of those buildings you got, man, just do a podcast room. You know what I'm saying? I mean, dress them up however y'all mm-hmm. want to dress them up. Let folk pay y'all hourly rates, daily rates to come mm-hmm. in there. Maybe you can have some classes. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Salute to my guys, Big Facts, man. Yeah, shout out to Big Facts. They on the Black Effect. 
iHeartRadio Podcast saying? Network. And y'all got 85 South too, right? 85 mm-hmm. South, yeah. yeah. We partnered with 85 South and Big Fact, yeah. And you know we, uh, so we, we are at, at uh, All Def Digital, you know what I'm saying? We kind of optimize the, uh, the, the CPNs that people get for their streams on YouTube. So, you know, we work hand in hand cohesively on a lot of things together. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's T.I. T.I., man. Appreciate y'all, man. I got so much going on. It's the Breakfast Club. Hold on, one more thing. One more thing. Are you going to do some type of show for Trap Music? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think King. King is, King is, uh, he's, he's, he's doing, he doing something, man. Um, and, and so far he got, he got, uh, Boosie and Tootie and he's asking me to come. I'm thinking about it. It only makes sense for you to do it. You got to think about it. Yeah, you got to perform trap music in its entirety. I told him you got to make sure you got some insurance, man. You know, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, he said he wanted to. uh, He said he wanted to to kind of take over the the celebration for for the anniversary. and you know what I'm saying? I'm all right, cool. So I'm gonna see what he put together. I feel like you got to perform it in its entirety somewhere. Man, we gonna see, man. But. The Ha Ha Mafia will be in Philly, man, at the mm-hmm. Helium. Get your tickets right now online, wherever Helium's website is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, catch the Ha Ha Mafia wherever you can because it will be going down. That's right. You did. It's the Breakfast Club. It's T.I. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.